last night may have been one of the great moments of my life. And part of it was I felt the Holy Spirit's anointing that gave me faith to preach this message no matter the cost. Because of Jeremiah's dream, I felt like I entered into some kind of divine convergence and uh, maybe I got raised out of the morgue. Yeah, I mean, I've been asking the Lord, I want to be sent. I don't want just good ideas. I want to be sent. When you're sent, something happens inside of you. And your message suddenly becomes fire because it's no longer you, but it is Christ who is rumbling inside of you. Come on, we, we should be crying out, Lord, hear my, send me. All of us are sent, but there are certain sendings in our life that actually send us into our real-life mandate, and that changes everything. Once you begin to align with the very reason for which you were created, something changes inside of you. Really, the, uh, usually for me, it's dreams that come and get me realigned. And usually it's dreams from other people. People think I dream all the time. Dude, I hardly ever dream. I get some good ones now and then when I'm fasting. <laughs> That's when I get my dreams in, in fasting seasons. Uh, but I love it when a guy like Jeremiah gives me this word and it converges with my whole life story. I want you to be praying for me. Because I'm asking God, would you, could, could you open up stadiums again in me? For this life message. I just don't want Ahab and Jezebel to think they can just get away with all this stuff. This morning, I just want to bring you up a, a, a little speed of what's happening uh, in, in America. Uh, what's going on with the Virginia governor and how he came out and basically was talking about infanticide. Do you know what this is doing? It's drawing a line. So Senator Sasse, where whoever he is, is procedurally, procedurally forcing a vote on Monday in the U.S. Senate concerning an infant born alive bill. The Democrats will have to go on record for infanticide. <laughs> if they go on record for infanticide, can you imagine that we would talk to Christians who vote wrong and say, you're voting for th those who, who, are, who can't say no to infanticide? <laughs> the devil just overplayed his hand in the last three days. It's stunning what's going on. Oh, sorry. He said... Uh, and the president is going to talk about abortion in the State of the Union address on Tuesday. By the way, Alito was the guy that took the Louisiana case. And this is what he said, because the filings regarding the application for a stay on the Louisiana bill in this matter were not completed until earlier today and the justices need time to review these filings. 
the issuance of the mandate of the court, state of appeals, Fifth Circuit, whatever, is administratively stayed through Thursday, February 7th. This order does not reflect any view regarding the merits of the petition for a writ of certiorari <laughs> that applicants rep represent they will file. In other words, he's literally saying, don't take this the wrong way. We haven't made a decision yet. That's what he's saying. It's being delayed till the seventh, folks, for the next seven days. <laughs> I believe potentially the Senate, the presidency, the three branches of legislation could start to align itself together right now of a divine alignment. This is not the time to say, well, we hope it works. Let's just be really praying. It's interesting. I called two days ago. I put a word out for, uh, for everyone to take communion. We were literally going to call a three-day Esther fast. You may have seen it on my Instagram. But I got, gathered my team, and the team said, no, we don't feel like it's time for an Esther fast. It's time for victory. And that we should take communion. And so I called it far and wide. Because we've been, for 15 years, have been standing in front of the Supreme Court, and every time we take our stand, we take communion. Thousands of communions in front of the Supreme Court. And then we sing, what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the... So we have people yelling at us and screaming at us, but it's such brilliant strategy, we can't say anything back. which restrains some earthly passions in me. <laughs> Take that. It's an extraordinary day, folks. It's, it's an extraordinary day. I'm just seeing this today. Matt Lockett, who runs Bound for Life, he says, it's really hitting me this morning that God had this moment set up. Do you remember... When Trump had the debate with Hillary Clinton, he said, he warned us, Trump warned in that debate that the Democrats want to kill almost born babies all the way to the end of birth. This is just how, he was being a prophet. I actually believe that was the turning point of the election. Something shifted. Abortion is becoming the dividing line for a shift in this nation. And people are being tested. It's a Mount Carmel moment. How long will you halt between two opinions? God is bringing us to a place you can't halt between two opinions. If God is God, worship him. If Baal is Baal, worship him. And I think we're being brought into a moment and some people are actually helping us in the decision by going such extreme views. Oh, I love to think, I would love to be in that vote in the Senate. But they're going to have to deny. By the way, the governor of Virginia, you might have seen, the governor of Virginia that came out for infanticide, they just found a yearbook entrance where he's... Ku Klux Klan guy. It's an entrance in his ear. It's almost like, 
almost just like everybody expose your own sins so God doesn't have to. He's, he's coming to, to make a holy people who understand and have divine discernment. Oh, Holy Spirit, just come and Lord, create within us. Make us those who, who can stand with clarity in these days, God. Not wavering between two opinions, God. A double-minded man can receive nothing from God. We pray for the prophets to roar. It's interesting, Chuck Pierce, in October, prophesied over Matt Lockett, the leader of Bound for Life, and he said, he said, you are about to open your mouth and you will roar. You've had tape on your mouth, but you're about ready to open your mouth. And your word will be heard. And he said, and I am going to pray for you for the whole month of February. Matt Lockett, this is how we work. Matt Lockett, who runs this thing, actually had a dream recently that he was making a cold ascent to the top of the mountain for the ending of abortion. He didn't even know what a cold ascent is. But my friend, who I believe will be the president of the United States down the road, said, uh, he's a military guy. Oh, he says, I know what a cold ascent is. Cold ascent is the company that is trained in fighting in high mountains, mountains, in the coldest weather, they're specially trained. And he says, I literally am a part of the Green Beret. I think it is uh, the mountain, the 10th Mountain Division. He says, we are trained. And when they go to the, to the top of the mountain, they call it a, clo a, a, a cold ascent. And they say, to the top of the hill. And I think a statement, glory. Because of this dream, he went out on the, uh, on the uh, wall in the coldest weather in Washington, D.C. On the first day, the cold blast here. He's making a cold descent. He's standing in front with his team in the coldest weather. You can see the pictures of him. And he feels maybe the cold descent is not just the blast of air that's coming from the, from the north, but it's actually the blast of God's breath. Coming to take us to the top of the mountain. This is how we live, folks. We refuse to be jaded on the prophetic. We don't need to be weird. But we need to be like little children who actually believe the word of God. And you gotta, we got to find a generation that are willing to stand 15 years for the fulfillment of the prophecy. Rather than say it didn't happen so they get mad, leave God, and then stand on the sidelines pointing the finger and blasting the prophetic movement. Well, go ahead and do that and waste the rest of your life. I'd just rather go down believing the prophets and succeeding. This thing is so supernatural from the beginning. Have you ever had Matt Lockett here? I think Matt and Will have to come here and tell their amazing story. Matt, when we were doing 50 days and 50 nights of intercession in Colorado, praying for the ending of abortion, maybe you've heard the story. There was a man in Denver who worked for like, like Chevy or Ford or something and um, could care less about abortion. And he had a dream. 
While we're praying day and night, 50 days and 50 nights, he has a dream and he sees a white chalkboard filled with abortion statistics. And in this dream, these young people, kids, were praying all night long, slamming their erasers on the abortion statistics. He has no idea. The kids, these young people, are praying day and night down in Colorado Springs. He's in Denver, and they're slamming this all night long. And every time they hit it, there's a pus, uh, uh, like a burst of dust off that thing. And then in the dream, he comes to the leader of the movement that he's never heard of and doesn't know, but his name is Lou Engel. And he asked this man, Lou Engel, how do you do this all night long? And Lou Engel says to him, I don't know. And I slam the eraser. And the, white, uh, the whole board goes white. There's no more abortion. You talk about being sent. Come on, I, I feel a spirit. Lord, I want you to ask God. I want to be sent. I want a calling that is so supernatural that God begins to grip me that I cannot do anything else. Come on, I want you to lift your hands. I don't want to say, God, I want to be sent. I want the hand of God to come upon my life. I don't care if you're 80. The hand of God can come on you with a divine a dream or something that launches you into a divine courage that only God himself could give. God, in the name of Jesus... Loose a divine sin. Ekbalo laborers. Ekbalo missionaries at the send. Ekbalo signs and wonders, men and women. Ekbalo prophets. Ekbalo businessmen into the highest realms of financial prosperity to challenge the sorrows of history. Holy Spirit, Ekbalo the Esther. To arise for such a time as this. I want you to grab a hold of it. Folks, you need to be asking God. You got to ask. We're just way too passive about finding what's in the scroll of our lives. We're way too passive. Man, this should be the cry of our life. Give me my job description. I want to walk in life with a divine job description from heaven. I want to tell you, fasting is one of the greatest ways to get a hold of God, to find out the send in your life. He dreams about a man that he doesn't even know by name. Don't you think that makes me happy? A divine sense that God knows me. And he's with my movement. Little does that guy know that he's going to end up leading the Bound for Life movement. Because of a dream that wrecked his life. He left financial security because of a dream. Oh. You want to talk about the shedding of innocent blood? Maybe you've heard this. Early on in the days of Bound for Life, we had a dream. And in the dream, we were going in a big courthouse. And we were going from courtroom to courtroom to courtroom. And then it led to a long hallway to a big courtroom where God was taking Roe v. Wade to court. 
Have you heard this? God was taking Roe v. And the name of the courtroom in the dream was Appomattox Courthouse. I have a feeling we don't know our history. How many of you know what Appomattox Courthouse is? Oh, God. Help me now. Appomattox Court was the place where the Civil War ended. And, and General Lee surrendered to General Grant. After 750,000 men died on the battlefields and according to Lincoln, because of the blood of the slaves, God visited it on north and south, the blood of a whole nation because they didn't deal with it at Dred Scott. They didn't deal with it in their courtroom. Therefore, God took it to his courtroom. Do you hear that? This is stunning to me. The man's name is Matt Lockett. I'll tell you the story. I'm just going to tell you the story. Let him come and tell it better. We knew what that meant. That meant if we don't do it in the Supreme Court, in our courtroom, God's going to take us to Appomattox. You hear where I'm going? Because of this dream, I took a group of intercessors, including Matt Lockett, down to Appomattox, where the Civil War ended, and I cried, we cried to God, don't take us to Appomattox, God. Have mercy. Deal with it in our court so you don't have to deal with it in your court. We go to the little museum bookstore there. I pick up a book, I open it up and said, Look here, Matt. The last shots were not fired at Appomattox of the Civil War. They were fired in a, man, in a place called Lockett's Farm. I said, I think it's a sign that Bound for Life can stop the blood right here before we go to Appomattox. You've got to understand this story. I gathered a thousand people. Martin Luther King's holiday on the Lincoln Memorial in the year 2000, I think it's 2005, the coldest weather you could imagine. A thousand of us gathered, and there was a man named Will Ford. And Will Ford's a black man. God knit our hearts together. And, and uh, he preached that night in, in, a, in a gathering. Now, he has a, he has a, um, a kettle, a black kettle, and that black kettle is actually what his slave ancestors cooked their food in and washed their clothes. But at nights, they were forbidden to pray because the slave owners didn't want them to pray for freedom. And so at nights, they would turn the cooking kettle upside down, prop it up in rocks and lay down and whisper their prayers into that kettle crying out for freedom and they didn't have faith to cry out for their own freedom they were crying out for the generations to come the cooking utensils it says in the I'll let Will Ford talk about it will become the cooking utensils in the house of the Lord will become the bowls the cooking kettle of slaves became the bowls of intercession 
So Matt Lockett had had this dream. Somehow he called me and I answered, which is rare. You didn't get that either. He came to this conference and he was so frustrated because he knew nothing of this genealogy. He brought his daughter and he said, all I want, God, is to hear my name called. He comes to this gathering and, Matt La and Will Ford is preaching on the kettle. And he said, this kettle was passed on to the first slave. And the first slave was named something Lockett, passed on to Harriet Lockett. The first freed woman, Harriet Lockett, passed on to Will Ford the third, passed on to Will Ford the second, and it, I mean first, second, and passed on to me, Will Ford the third. And when Matt heard the sound that the first freed slave was Harriet Lockett, his daughter says to Matt, they just called your name. And he felt like something was going on. So he talked to Will Ford. And they became best friends and really didn't know where it was going for the last 10 years, 15 years, best friends. And then um, Matt Lockett, so we, we, he's leading Bound for Life. Will Ford's very deeply connected to it. I'm kind of butchering this story, but it's amazing. He comes, uh, um, he doesn't know his genealogy still, and his brother comes to him and says, hey, Matt, I've been doing a gene genealogical research, and we found that my, our ancestors lived in Virginia. And Matt's in a place called Sailor's Creek. And Matt says, is it Lockett's Farm? Yeah, Lockett's Farm is our family farm. It literally was the last place the shots were fired in the Civil War. They stood between the North and the South. It became a hospital for North and South. Literally, bullets are still in the building. Matt Lockett visited and found his family tree written on the wall. The last shots are fired at Lockett's farm. This is what happens when you pray constantly for 15 years. The, the story begins to unfold. What they didn't know is they started doing research and they found out that Will Ford's family were the slaves of the Lockett family. That's why they were called Herod Lockett. And now they're preaching across America the words of Martin Luther King that we are declaring is not a poem, it was prophecy that the sons of former slaves will sit at the table of brotherhood with the sons of former slave owners. And God is injecting a story into the earth that is a story against all the rage, all the division. God is brilliant. And if the last shots fired at Lockett's farm, I've got to believe that when we begin to plead the blood of Jesus like we've 15 years, Jesus, I plead your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation. God, end abortion, send revival. What if he is now coming to answer that prayer so we don't have to go to Appomattox? 
want to pray for you right now because some of you are thinking, this is so crazy. I want to live a crazy life. I was asking God this morning, lead me on. I never want to get bored again. Just get me out of the morgue. Open my mouth. Come on, stand with me. I want to pray for this. I want you to see some of you thinking, I want to live a life like that. How could that ever happen? I read Lauren Cunningham's book, Is That Really You? And I said, God, I want to live a supernatural life like this. And he's let me do it. Come on. Would you just take your eyes off of me? Say, God, I ask for a prophetic whirlwind to break through my life. I want to be led by the wind of the Holy Spirit. I refuse safety and security in this world. Take me on the circuitous path. Lord, let the dream become the guiding constellation of my life. Holy Spirit, break out with dreams in the very prophetic center of this state. Let there come a prophetic whirlwind that sweeps up and down the state that leads 80, 90,000 to descend on February 23rd with people coming under of a divine anointing whereas before it was hard to preach the gospel but now they're preaching the gospel everywhere. Lord, stir up a Jesus movement beginning here in Lakeland in Jesus' name. Stir up prophets to roar against abortion and sex trafficking. Living God. I ask for the grace to fast, to get a hold of the voice of God. It's where that voice comes. Oh, to get one word from God is better than eating food for days. Eating food forever. Oh, God, open up the dream of God on this company in Jesus' name. I want you to believe this. I want you to believe for a supernatural life. This is what the prophetic does. It says, by a prophet, they were led out of Egypt, and a pro- by a prophet, they were sustained. The prophetic word keeps you alive. It not only launches you out of your Egypt, it keeps you alive. The ongoing prophetic ministry keeps prayer movements alive. Otherwise, you just, oh, they get bored to death. But one word injected into the prayer room. And they all say, yes, suddenly there's an agreement, and we begin to agree together. God answers and moves. Sit down. Do you get this? This is a stunning story. I've got to believe the blood of Jesus being issued up for 15 years. And so yesterday, Stephen Strader, Pastor Stephen Strader after the meeting says, Lou, do you know this is Communion Sunday coming up? We did a video. We're going to try to call the whole nation to take communion on Communion Sunday. Come on, let's just do it. Go to your pastors. The pastors are ready to be. I wrote something. He said, some guy wrote it. He said, he said, mass movements take place when the leaders, great leaders, give articulation to what what is being groaned in the masses providing the clarifying and organizing ideas that, that, make, that connect the circuit between the visionary and the masses and when the community is waiting to be aroused. 
It's when the community is waiting to be aroused. The word of the Lord hits the masses and it creates bone drop. That's why there's 56,000 registrations and 1,000 a day for the send on February 23rd at Camping World. Why? The masses are beginning to move with a word. It's being ready to be aroused. At the same time, the abortion thing's exploding. What's going on? God is buzzing all over the nations. I want to take communion on Sunday. Get your pastor says, take communion. Come on, Jeremiah. We're doing this. Take communion. I'm leading it. I'll be here on Sunday morning. I want you all to register for the send. It isn't even so much what goes on in the day. It's simply to say, I was there. Believing that we were moving from the Jordan, from John to Jesus. I wrote it in my Bible, flying home in January, reading the story of Elijah and Elisha, where the mantle is passed to Elisha. And, and Elijah says, stay here. And, but, but Elisha says, no, I'm not leaving you. I'm sticking for this mantle. If you've got to wait 40 years to get it. People look at me and say, well, Lou, you know, you must have had something going on. But the call didn't happen until I was 47. I found favor with young people at age 47. Folks, you've got to wait for your conversions. When your character can contain your charisma. And then God brings you into a kairos moment. And suddenly you're in convergence. And you're going, how did this happen? I'll tell you, we need a 180 in our lives. Luke 180 and John the Baptist was in the day, in the desert, until the day of his public appearance. You want to have your day when you step onto the stage of history. Maybe not before thousands, but before God. And you move heaven. And you know this is why it was created. My little prayer meeting for 20 years in one day became 400,000. It's almost like God says, you've been faithful, son, with little prayer meetings. Now, I'm just going to pull the curtain and take your prayer meeting public. I stepped out, and there were 400,000. Stand behind those great speakers on the mall, weeping. I'm thinking, God, how did you do this? And I believe if I saw the first wave of call when those guys prophesied, I saw stadiums that there's coming a shift to the call and it will not be just fasting and prayer but the proclamation of the gospel and signs of wonder and stadiums will feel Billy Graham's mantle. The Lord has put it in my spirit. Lou, if you saw the first wave of stadiums, why wouldn't you believe for the next wave filled with Jesus movement and evangelists and signs and wonders? Come on, brothers, this is how we live our lives. We're looking for the divine portals. We're looking for the divine moments that we seize. Years ago, someone threw me a book in a dream, flying toward me, and I caught it, and it was called Seizing Your Divine Moment. I knew this is my calling. I said, God, I don't want to miss divine moments that are coming my way. Well, people might say, well, the future is the big one. If you don't seize this one, you'll not be prepared for the last one. feel something going on inside of you. You can't just listen to me. You've got to stir it up in your own life. 
when a burning bush comes into your life. You can't just say cool burning bush and go on. You've got to ask yourself what that burning bush means. You've got to draw near to it. You've got to seek it. You might call you, find your name being called. When you draw near to the burning book or the burning bush, you've got to have spiritual responsiveness. The key to promotion in the kingdom is a spiritually responsive heart. When the Lord said to me, seek my face, I said, thy face, O Lord, will I seek. This was the habit of David. David said, when he says to me, seek my face, I'm not waiting enough for 20 years and going to movies until it happens. I'm moving into that moment. I want you to register. I want you to get the whole story. I would like to see 150,000. I'd like to see 150,000 can't even fit in the stadium. So you hold prayer meetings outside, and you've got a dozen preachers preaching outside the stadiums. I don't know, it sounds weird, but that's what happened with, with Hicks when he went down to Argentina in the 50s. He goes to the president's office, says to the guard, I've got to have an appointment. With President Perón. He said, you're never going to get to the President Perón. Hicks says to the guard, you've got this certain kind of disease, don't you? Yes. Pray for him. Gets instantly healed. The guard says, come back next week. Comes to Perón. Gets an appointment with Perón. Perón has this skin disease. He prays for him in the name of Jesus. Perone is instantly healed. He says, I will open the greatest stadiums of Argentina. And 250,000 gathered in the stadium. They couldn't hold them all. So they were out in the back. Lord, I believe, come on, can we believe for revival? Let's get our minds into a different place. The community is waiting to be aroused. I'm believing that send is going to arouse. Go to what website? The send. Jason. Thesend.org. Register. Listen, just to show up at one day could change everything. I remember preaching on the civil rights movement, preaching on the ending of abortion. I was down there in Alabama, and a lady comes up to me. She says, she says to me, she says, oh, I was there in Alabama in Birmingham. When Martin Luther King went to jail, she said, I went to jail with him as a teenager. She said, oh, you should have heard our songs. <laughs> Twice that happened to me. I don't know what the rest of their book like, but what rest of their book looks like, but one chapter was worth living for a whole lifetime. Come on. I just want you to stand up. Just we activate, stir faith in your hearts. I'm asking the Lord, what's my next step? I've ended the call. I'm going to the send. I believe the send is going to break out in seven stadiums. I believe we're going to see a 80 million souls in America. That was what's prophesied. And 200,000 missionaries. Our prayers are way too small unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we can think or imagine. You're already praying 20 times too small. When I was laying my hands in the 90s, 
on a map that had the high schools. And I would pray day by day, God, bring a movement of prayer to those high schools. It was just a little San Gabriel Valley in L.A. laying my hand, praying. I had no idea when I was praying for those high schools. God was looking to 400,000. God was looking to stadiums. Folks, unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly. Dreams are invitations to intercession. You don't just say, I hope it happens. You pray those dreams into being. You frame your future that way. This is how we pray for our kids. We pray for our kids with their dreams. I got a son that's moved. He's now my assistant, Jonathan. He, there was a dream given that he was coming to Colorado to find the theater of his dreams. That means you have to act on your dreams. You're the actor in the theater of your dream. Come on. That's a good word. You are the main actor in your theater of dreams. You could have dreams and do nothing with them. Or you could say, God, I'm going to pray for him. And it's open. you open a door, I'm stepping. Father, I pray, just put your, your hands in your belly. I, I just feel we're in a pregnant moment. Come on. God, end abortion. The, the word of the Lord for, to Jeremiah, my, that I was needed for the womb of America. I think it's the womb to end abortion, and it is the womb to open up a harvest of souls. Holy Spirit, stir and activate. Can we just have the worship team? I'm just... I, I feel like maybe I don't know what I'm supposed to, but just get a worship team. Come on. Don't look at Lou Engle. Look inside. Listen, listen there is a, the Bible says, he says, he says, I have not seen nor ear heard all that God, listen to me, hang with me. I have not seen nor ear heard all that God has prepared for those who love him. But these things are revealed in the spirit and the spirit within us searches the deep things of God. There are things that you don't even know that are hidden in the great storehouse of God's purposes for your life. But you have a search engine. The spirit within you is searching to find what is written up in that hidden realm. This great well I have not seen nor ear heard. Turn the search engine on. Some of you have retired, enjoying a nice life. But inwardly you know that you were met for more than golf. You were met in your last days. It's time for the gray hairs to rise up and end abortion. Because they still have righteousness inside of them. I, why not someone here start a movement in central Florida? You don't need to wait for Lou Ingle. God already gave you the word. Let the long hairs arise. Oh, you should see my kid at age 13 praying for her. Let the Nazarites, the long hairs arise. Give us some old dudes who begin to prophesy. Let the gray hairs arise. What if we fill a stadium with gray hairs? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I know you're moving in people's lives. There's an, a deep unrest in the souls of the church. This boring Christianity is not what we were made for. The groanings of God are in the church. Oh, manifest Christ, this holy thing within you shall be called the Son of God and the Spirit will overshadow you. You have a womb inside of you. The word is koila.
It means womb. Out of her innermost womb shall spring rivers of living water. Lay your hands. Men, you have a womb inside of you. And it's coming out. It's supposed to be rivers of living water. Come on, prophesy to your womb. God, turn on that search engine. I can tell you in many ways. The call and the send began with me in 1996. When I went on a 40-day fast that Bill Bright called from Orlando. And I had dreams to call the youth of America to fasting and prayer. The call was born. I heard the audible voice of God. It said, stretch forth a wakening rod over the earth. Will you do that? I feel the call was the beginnings of the wakening rod. But now I believe this send is the second part of that fulfillment. That awakeners are coming. And Nasherites, the Nasherites, are praying seven of them to raise up Billy Graham messengers. Come on. Father, we cry out. Loose the awakeners. We stretch out this rod out of Lakeland in Jesus' name. Ekbalo laborers into the harvest fields. I want to encourage you in the seasons of fasting. Maybe a little later on I might share the dream. But right now, I want to activate your If you want to come forward. Years ago, I was reading a book. As you're coming forward, I want you to hear this. Years ago... I was reading a book on John the Baptist, the Nazarite. And the book said you could have an influence of a two or a seven or a ten according to your desire. I'll never forget crying out to God, give me a ten for America. I didn't even know the call was coming. I said, confirm this to me, this Nazarite call. A man was preaching. Suddenly he said, and you could have an influence of a two or a seven or a ten according to your desire. I ran for the altar. I said, give me a ten. I haven't seen a ten yet, but I'm believing for a great revival in America and the ending of abortion. I'm contending for my ten. Come on, get a hold of God right now. Don't look for anyone to lay hands on you. Lay hands on God. Lay your hand on God. Take my life. I consecrate my life. Make my life extraordinary. Come, Holy Spirit. Breathe through this place. Release visions and dreams of commanding destiny. Do not say I am too young. Do not say I am too old. Do not say I have failed. Before you were born, I knew you. Before you were conceived, I called you to be a prophet to the nations. What burns inside of you 
Do you see orphans? Do you see sex trafficked women? Lord, open a door. I lay my hand on you today. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and extend my boundaries. Lay your hand upon me. Deliver me from Satan's schemes. I loose the grace of fasting for those so desiring to hear the roar of the Lord deep in their souls. Lo, it is written of me in the book, here I come, I delight to do your will. Open up scrolls. Loose the spirit of prophecy all around our lives. Your old men will dream dreams. Raise up mighty voices from the age of 60 to 90, even here. Daniel fasting at 83, 21 days. Shift the history of Florida. Give us white-haired intercessors. I break the condemnation from the past in Jesus' name. Forget what lies behind. Press forward for the prize of the high calling of Christ. I'm a student of my children's dreams. I think I pray their dreams more than they do. I groan for the manifestation of the sons of God in my own family. Grandfathers, grandmothers, for the grandchildren, you are framing the future of greatness in your grandchildren. Ask them, did you have a dream last night? Ask your kids, do you have a dream? It's one thing to have a dream for ourselves. It's another thing to create a dream community where everyone is dreaming the dreams of God.
come on, just lift your voices. Begin to worship the dream king. We break the nightmares off of Florida. We lose the dream of a new Jesus movement. 80 million souls, 200,000 missionaries. Release the anointing to dream that was on Mark Rutland from Southeastern University. Loose the dream of God all over the earth. I have a dream. I have a dream that the sons of former slaves will sit at the table of brotherhood with the sons of former slave owners. I have a dream that we don't have to go to Appomattox, that the blood and Lockage farms, God and abortion, send revival to America. feel there's an anointing here this morning to make crooked paths straight. Even as the Lord intercepted Lou this weekend and gave him a mandate and a mission, some of you, the Lord is saying, your time is now. I don't think crookedness has to mean something evil. Sometimes we just, we get confused, we get tired, we get weary And I feel the breath of God is here this morning to breathe life. So let's lift up our hands. I just, I want to decree divine alignment over your life. If you're lost, if you're confused, if you're weary, I believe the Lord even said to me, some of you are about to be uprooted out of where you are and you're about to be planted somewhere else. Some of you are about to have a career change. Some of you are about to have a geographic change. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask for the spirit and power of Elijah to come. Lord, that you would make every crooked path straight. That you would redirect. That you would realign. Come on, it's time to re-enlist. It's time to sign up again. We say that old men will dream dreams. We say that the young men will have visions. God, pour out a spirit of prophecy in this room. Come on, some of you are going to begin to prophesy right now your destiny. Come on, begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Come on, give birth to something right now. Let it come forth in the name of Jesus. Come on, ask God to lay hands on you. Come on, let bones rattle. God, let bones rattle this morning. Come on, 30 more seconds. I'm telling you, destiny is being realized this morning. It's a Kairos moment. The light bulb is going off. 
Come on, we cast off every restraint. Every restraint, we cast it off. Every hindrance, every barrier, we remove it in the name of Jesus. I decree deliverance. Breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody get loose this morning. The chains are breaking. The excuses are going. I want you to stretch out your hands to this man. Just prophesy over him. The character. The influence is huge on his life. But he's at a moment to risk his whole future. To invest his own financial future. To step into the calling that's in his life. He said, I'm running for congressman against Charlie Chris. Come on. Let's believe God that God will shake the breakthrough. Lift your voices. Not just lift your voices. Come. Lay the hand of favor on this man. Penetrate the lie. You cut off the horns of the wicked. You exalt the horn of the righteous. He raises up one and brings him down. Promotion is from the Lord. Loose the spirit of promotion. Shake the whole political system in Florida. Raise up heroes from the dust. In the name of Jesus. Give him lion's den wisdom. In Jesus' name. Come on, give a shout to God. Let's just stretch our hands one more time. I just feel like the Lord wants to say just one more thing. I am about to unstuck you, says the Lord. I am about to unstuck you. I am loosing a spirit of deliverance in this room this morning. Beware of staying in the same season and the same space for too long. For what was once the place of salvation has become a place of captivity. Lord, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, I'm decreeing, let the season change. The Lord says, I am shifting the season. I am shifting the place. I just hear God saying, for many of you, the place where you're staying is too small. Even as the prophets came to Elisha and said, the place is too small. Like the Lord is saying, the place is too small. 
Lou, I even feel like the Lord is saying the dream has been too small. There's a striking of the river that's coming. An opening up of a dream. An opening up of a spirit realm like never before. God, we're asking, just put your hand over your own heart. Lord, unstuck me. I feel like the Lord is saying you, some of you are stuck and you don't even know it. Lord, let us not stay too long. Even if it costs us our pride. Divine alignment. Divine alignment. A realizing of a call and a destiny. Lord, we say yes. Let's just begin to say yes to the Lord. Come on, we can say yes before he even tells us what it is. Grab the hand of the person next to you. I love these kind of gatherings where you know that God is doing more within you than even around you. Many of you are feeling that inner groan and that stirring in your belly that lasts for weeks and months and years. Come on, let's just begin to to pray, Lord, would you increase the groan? Would you increase the groan? Let dreams be realized this morning. Commission us, God. I've brought you here to commission you. No more excuses. Lord, we just declare divine destiny in this house. Let the spirit of adoption come. Let a spirit of birthing come. If you've been trying to get pregnant and you can't, I want you to lift your hands. If you've been trying to get pregnant and you can't. Come on, one, two, anybody else over here. If you've been trying to get pregnant and you can't. Come on, I'm telling you, there's divine conception. I just heard that word. There's divine conception. Get around some of these people. Divine conception. Come on, if you have a heart to adopt, I'm not saying a good idea, but you know the Lord's called you to adopt. I want you to raise your hand. 
Come on, get around these people right now. Come on, it's more than praying prayers. It's bringing godly seed into the earth. And it's adopting. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray. Divine conception. We speak life into these wombs. We speak to barrenness. And we say life come forth. We say creative miracles. We speak to uteruses and ovaries. And we say life in the name of Jesus. Lord, we say let the funds come. Would you fund these adoptions? Down to the last detail. God, I pray for agreement between husband and wife. I break the spirit of strife off of your marriage. And I say divine agreement brings divine alignment. Come on, just 30 seconds. We're literally contending for life. Divine conception. Adoption. Come on, there's a midwife anointing in this room. There's a midwife anointing. Help them press through. Come on, just let the spirit of prayer stir. Come on, it doesn't have to be driven by music. Come on, every prayer you need to pray, leave it at the altar today. Whatever promise you need to make today, make that promise. I, I feel like the Lord is saying it's time to promise. Jesus, we plead your blood. Well, let's pray this one last time this morning. Jesus, we plead your blood over our sins and the sins of our nation. God, end abortion and send revival.
Jesus, we plead your blood over our sins and the sins of this nation. God, end abortion and send revival. God, I pray that you would prepare hearts even now. That you would minister to us this afternoon. That you would flood our cars, our homes with light. God, we thank you for sending Mario here. Saints, I'm telling you, I believe that this man, Mario, has something. I've been telling Lou, there's something he's carrying that we need. God, I'm just asking, Lord, even now that you would prepare our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Service starts at 7 o'clock tonight. Doors open at 6. Feel free to linger and stir. We will see you tonight at 6 o'clock. Thank you so much for coming.